in my years of being interested in the cinema org, and I've had the pleasure of seeing uh, a small handful of overseas artists, and uh, the most recent, um, one of the most recent, who's making a, a very um, welcome return to the UK after an absence of got to be 20 years or so, is the wonderful Chris McPhee, and you're travelling all the way from Australia. Hello, Chris. Yes, hello, and thanks for having me. My pleasure. So I'm sure that many of our listeners will be uh, interested to find out how you discovered the wonderful sound of the theatre organ. My introduction to organ was uh, very much uh, on the electronic front. Um, I remember hearing at primary school, so in my very early years at school, I remember hearing a Yamaha demonstration. Uh, back in those days, every probably third or fourth house in the street would have an electronic organ, and so it was big business. And I was hooked instantly. So I had to talk my family into uh, buying an organ. And, uh, uh, you know, they wondered if it would be a little bit of a fad and all of that. But anyway, it stuck. And I loved every minute of the electronic organ, starting with an old Kawaii organ and uh, uh, progressing to bigger instruments as it moved along. Then in latter years, um, I had the opportunity of moving to classical organ um, and uh, I moved on to classical pipe organ and then later was introduced to the theatre organ by uh, a very prominent teacher in Adelaide. Uh, he sent me down to the Capri Theatre in Adelaide, which is the home of a, a very fine Wurlitzer, and uh, again heard this instrument and the, the, the vast array of sounds and tonal colours and the power of the instrument, I was totally enthralled and uh, that would have been I reckon probably around about to the age of 16 and uh, never look back. Love, love every minute of it. And uh, certainly the Capri has been a big part of my uh, uh, music life, particularly with theatre organ. And uh, um, and that's why I'm here today, to, uh, to enjoy theatre organ. Thank you. 
the lively baby's birthday party played by Chris on the wonderful Orion Centre Wurlitzer. And now back to our little chat. You're telling me a, a couple of weeks ago about, um, obviously you're, you coming to this country is very special, but um, the reverse has happened in where British organists had uh, come to Australia and I believe you met one of our, our famous old timers by the name of Douglas Reeve. Yes, very, very fond memories of meeting uh, uh, Douglas Reeve on his uh, only trip to Australia. He was featured at uh, one of the uh, National uh, Theatre Organ Society uh, conventions. It was held in Perth. Now, I'm a little bit uh, unsure of the exact date, but uh, it goes back many, many years, of course, there. Uh, Douglas is long gone, of course, there, but uh, I remember meeting him. He, I was performing at uh, Karanup Community Centre, and it has a, a beautiful Wurlitzer organ, and I remember getting there about a week early because I was pretty new to the scene back in those days and Douglas walked in and I, I had no idea who this gentleman was. He he had sneakers on. I remember he had sneakers on and uh, he was very pleasant and and a real gentleman, um, a real gentleman. And uh, and this was the international act and I was new to the scene, as I say, so I didn't know him from a, literally a bar of soap, as we'd say in Australia. Um, then um, he jumped on the uh, the console there and played a few numbers and I was just blown away. Um, amazing um, presentation there at the keyboard. And then, of course, uh, when the convention uh, started, he did a, a magnificent performance on the Compton in uh, Perth at Netherlands. And also I shared a program with a couple of other artists um, with him at the Wurlitzer. And it was a delight to spend time with him um, backstage talking about um, how to perform on these instruments. And the thing that I got from him is it wasn't just about the music, it was entertainment. And um, he was just wonderful with the crowd. They loved every minute of it. And I just thought he was just uh, just fantastic and uh, individual style. And, um, you know, as the years progressed, I began to understand how his style developed with the, uh, of course, that uh, long tenure there at the, um, the Dome in Brighton and that uh, very unique instrument, which dedicate, or dictated his style. Um, and interestingly enough, you know, when I listen back to recordings, even back in Perth, he made those organs sound similar to the, the dome, just with that wonderful registration and styling. And uh, what a lovely gentleman, too. You know, just lovely to have a chat, too. And I think if you go back to the ATOS magazine or oh, 20, 25, 28 years ago, there's a photo of me and Douglas together. Um, in the journal there and I, I, I treasure that I just think it's wonderful because it's a wonderful piece of history and, and what a legend Douglas Reeve really excelled at playing sort of light music ballet music opera music and perhaps the title of the next song would have been one that Douglas would have included it's simply called Evensong but today here's Chris's arrangement played on the Capri Theatre Wurlitzer
So if it's organ in Australia, I mean, people who are listening in this country, in the UK, are aware of the um, the two sort of national um, bodies that uh, are responsible for um, the, the national membership of theatre organ enthusiasts. Um, and there's many smaller upper groups that look after various instruments. What's it like in Australia? Is it comparable? Um, it, it's, it's a different setup. It's um, um, as far as the... Uh, the organisations go, it's uh, the Theatre Organ Society of Australia, and there's a number of divisions all around Australia. Wonderful organisation, you know, all dedicated to the preservation and the promotion of these instruments. And uh, um, But alongside of that, there are a number of privately owned instruments, very similar to the, to the UK, of course, there. And they all work very much um, um, in the same vein, uh, promoting the same things. And uh, we have a range of different instruments, everything from, I suppose, majority Wurlitzer, but we have some, some fantastic Compton organs, uh, some beautiful Christie organs as well, um, and other makes as well. Um, but it's, it's um, uh, interesting times with theatre organ, I think, all around the world. But it's wonderful that we have these organisations that are uh, really batting for a wonderful future for these uh, glorious instruments. And how many instruments would you say you've got playing down well, under? Look, a little hard to count up um, uh, on the hop there, but uh, I know in South Australia we have, uh, um, as far as theatre pipe organs, uh, we have two prominent instruments uh, that are playing um, in public venues, and we do have some instruments in home residence as well, some very fine instruments in home residence. But uh, as far as the, um, the ones in public venues, of course, the Capri is, is famous all around the world. But uh, a lot of people wouldn't realise that the Adelaide Regent Wurlitzer, um, which is a style 260 Wurlitzer, still um, plays, uh, but in a new venue, which is St Peter's College. Very traditional sound, um, and, uh, but it's wonderful that it's been uh, uh, cared for and looked after and uh, very safe there as well. Um, but looking at Melbourne, there's a whole host of instruments, and Sydney, of course, there, Perth. Um, they're dotted around, and, um, and it's amazing, you know, um, these were all theatre organs, but they've made their way into uh, things like town halls, churches, and as I say, even lounge rooms. It's wonderful. Yes, much the same here. Uh, in terms of your your recordings, you've you've released, if my maths is correct, seven CDs. Well, Maybe a cassette as well in there. Uh, and the, there was the eighth, um, which was a potential release. And you very kindly sent some tracks of that to me. Perhaps you'd like to uh, tell some of the listeners, because everybody that um, listened in was absolutely amazed, not only with the, the combination of uh, the, the two artists in question, you being one of them, but also the, the sound of the instrument. So talk us through that. To be honest, in, in latter years with Theatre Organ, um, I've really moved towards, uh, in, in some ways, back to its original intent, which is accompanying. Theatre Organ was designed to accompany silent films um, and I do a little bit of that back home but, but the thing that I do try to specialise in and I get great joy out of is accompanying other artists um, and working alongside. So accompany is maybe not the right word but working in conjunction with other artists. So for my latest release, uh, when I say it's latest release, it's been in the can, dare I say, for, for a number of years just waiting for the right time for release. Um, was recorded on a superb home instrument uh, in Melbourne, uh, one of the great instruments, superb, uh, with a singer by the name of Roseanne Hosking. Uh, Roseanne Hosking, big name back home. Um, 
She's uh, travelled right across Australia and internationally performing. Uh, she sings a whole host of uh, repertoire, everything from uh, opera to uh, light classics, right the way through to Broadway and uh, show tunes. Um, and I've done some, uh, some really fun performances uh, with Roseanne right across the country. Um, and this CD uh, we recorded uh, um, includes things like Over the Rainbow, but a new take on Over the Rainbow, which, interestingly enough, some of you listeners may know the name, the name Eva Cassidy. This is an Eva Cassidy arrangement. Um, we've got some other things like um, a little bit of Lennon and McCartney. Um, so we try to do things a little bit differently there, but I do love working with Roseanne. It brings the organ out in a different light. And I think it gets back to its roots. It's not silent films, but it's accompanying something else, which is a wonderful singer. And she's, um, the audiences just love her. She's just uh, fantastic. Yeah. He asked me to stay and he told me to sit anywhere. So I looked around and I noticed there wasn't a chair. Do you think that, that that is the the way that the organ could go in terms of um, in this country? We were discussing the other day about silent film being such a uh, having such a great revival, um, not quite to the extent that they're having in America, which is really taking off. But do you see that the organ going away from that sort of very traditional two hour concert show back to being something more spectacular? Interesting enough, you know. We would probably listen to organ music, breakfast, lunch, <laughs> yeah. and dinner, but not everybody can. Let's be honest; it's it's a it's a, dare I say an unusual art form. No disrespect to the art form; it's it's um, it's amazing. But but it was never designed for a two hour performance solo. 
Um, and in recent years, particularly in Australia, I've tried to uh, incorporate uh, other uh, uh, mediums or artists into the shows just to uh, entice new audience. Uh, for example, uh, about two months ago back in Adelaide at the Capri, I did a show with a, a very fine and renowned uh, radio announcer back in Adelaide. And the theme was all about uh, nostalgia and theatres around Adelaide. And he had some amazing stories. So it was about uh, two thirds, three quarters organ, but a bit of chatter um, talking about the olden days and lots of humour involved and even some music underneath the talking. So it was working with these other artists and it brought a new crowd. And uh, some of them, you know, maybe it's their first time, maybe it's their last time, but they'll remember it and it helps to keep it alive. And uh, um, I still think there is uh, the opportunity to present uh, uh, full shows with just organ, but it's nice to mix it up a little. And again, it just goes back to the original plan for the theatre organ, which was uh, accompanying, uh, whether it be silent film or other. Well, we all dream of a bright future for the cinema organ, and that's a great cue for a song. So here is Chris playing Dream, specially recorded for us on our studio standout instruments.
Now, a lot of um, organists, and, and indeed um, in, in our world, don't have the theatre organ as a full-time job, and you are no exception. But uh, some people, they go in and do business, but your, your day job is a little more unusual, shall we say. Uh, it, it can be classed as that, um, but a wonderful profession. Um, I've been in it for years and years now. I'm a, um, an embalmer, a qualified embalmer, and uh, um, have trained many years back in Australia to, uh, to work in that field. Interestingly enough, I, I, the, only, the way that I got involved in embalming was through the music. I used to be a, a funeral organist for many, many years. When other kids were pushing around trolleys at shopping centres and school holidays. I was uh, playing the organ at funerals for pocket money. And this is going back to the age when I was about 14, so years and years and years ago. But through that, I got a very uh, keen interest in the, the funeral industry, uh, particularly the, the more the medical side of things. Um, and uh, I've worked in a number of different professions, um, but always wanted to become an embalmer. It's not the easiest field to break into, particularly those that specialise just in this field. And I'm very fortunate the embalming work, um, as demanding as it is, um, it still allows me an opportunity to do the music work and, and some music travel, which uh, very fortunate. And uh, your tour this year has seen you playing at five different venues in the UK. Um, if my maths is correct, and you're about to come up to your penultimate, how have you found coming back to the UK after 20 or so years? It's been wonderful. A wonderful trip. I must say that, uh, you know, faces change, you know, we've uh, got some new faces, which is wonderful, and some that have uh, faded away, which is very sad, and uh, uh, for various reasons there. But I, I do always remember the, the wonderful warm hospitality over here. Uh, the generous spirit, and also the other thing is the the very keen interest in these instruments. You've got so many instruments over here. Um, there's uh, you know all sorts of different sizes in different venues, uh, and they all have their own unique style and sound. Um, and it's wonderful. Um, it's um, one of those interests that you can go anywhere in the world. And dare I say, it's a little bit like my day job as an embalmer. There's not many of us. Um, there's a few, but not many. And you can go anywhere in the world and you've got uh, someone with a like-minded interest that can uh, have a chat, um, look after you, show you the instruments. And it's wonderful. And we, we do the same back home in Australia. We're always thrilled to show people uh, the instruments that we have back home and, uh, and also to enjoy uh, the, the wonderful hospitality. So it's been a, a superb trip. It's going to be uh, um, the third, no, the fourth show tomorrow. Uh, then the fifth, um, the day after, and then a little bit of holiday time and then back to the day job to earn some, some money. <laughs> well, Chris, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for coming back to the UK. It's been a pleasure to uh, finally meet you in person after many years of uh, constant messaging back and forth on Facebook. And uh, all I will say is please don't leave it 20 years until you come back again. It's been lovely to be here and uh, um, thank you once again.
with that lively rendition of Java recorded here at our studio standard instrument, it's time to end this show. Great thanks to Chris for taking the time to chat and, of course, to specially record those items. There's one more track which will be making an appearance in a future show, no doubt. But from me, Damon Cox, hope you'll tune in next Thursday at 8pm for another variety of theatre organ tracks from around the world. Bye for now. Thank you.